Okay. Hello. You're, it's the... What What are we? Who are we? We are Haley and Gretchen. We are living in opposite ends of the nation. <laughs> we are eternal. We are... We are one congealed human woman. Yeah. No, we're not. We are all we're women. <laughs> we are all she. We are the, the beginning and end. The devour, the life spitter. The end of all worlds. Um, that was beautiful. If you were in, if it was like the apocalypse and you had a cool like, Mad Max kind of like apocalypse name. What would it be? Um, I've never seen Mad Max. Well, that's okay. okay. I'll still love okay. you. Um, so I don't really know what any of those names are. Like, are they like just really like any sort of like apocalypse name? Like, if you were wandering a desolate mm. uh, Great Lakes area, foraging for food and like, killing things and stuff, like. And you had, like, a cool, like, what would your apocalypse name be? And what would your, like, would you have a weapon? I feel like I'd be Swift Dagger. That's really cool. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really cool apocalypse name. Uh, yep. I just, Swift Dagger. It just came to me. I think that's, yeah. I think that's actually, that's probably what I would name my next child, if and when. You know. <laughs> Swift dagger. Um, oh, by the way, so you are listening to Sam and Spinster, speaking of if and when you have children. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it's a little, uh, just a little chit-chat Gossip Girl podcast. Not a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm sure there are podcasts out there dedicated to the syndicated television mm-hmm. series Gossip Girl. But no, we are just two women... We gossip, we give advice, we do all sorts of fun things. Um, uh, and Gretchen is the psalm. She is the stay-at-home mom. I'm the spinster, the heathen, the the black sheep of the family. I don't think I'm a black sheep, though. I don't think so. My parents, my parents and extended relatives like me very much and love me very much. I think that's just the nature of an artist yeah. is to. Do you think our family pretend. even has like a black sheep? I feel like I don't want to name any names, but I don't really, I don't really know of any. I mean, granted that our family is going to be the only people. Who I know that's what I mean. I don't want to name names. I, I feel like it would not be privy to discuss it. Okay. Hi. Hello. We're back. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to my ASMR channel, where I just say I'm, the alphabet. A, B, I'm not gonna C, lie. When I did that quick D. switch of my headphones, mm-hmm. I took two bites of a cupcake. <gasps> what flavor was the cupcake? Uh, vanilla, but with like it's funfetti, put sprinkles in it. Um, they're my first attempt at a gluten-free vegan cupcake. I want to host um, a Halloween party next week. Here, I'm turning this into an okay. advice podcast, but I'm just asking you advice. Yeah, so. please do. This might be this might be good advice for other people. So. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna try and host a little cozy Halloween party next okay. week 
we're gonna watch over the garden wall we're gonna paint little mini pumpkins we're gonna there's gonna be treats I have at least one person I know who's going to be there who is both gluten and dairy-free and then potentially another person who is a vegetarian. And I was thinking about making a chili for the main dish and inviting other people to bring, you know, a, a side to pash. But I wanted to see if I, if I made like one or two little sides. Like, what would you recommend? Well, you could make a... A chili that would actually be pretty good for all people. I just made one earlier this week. Mm -hmm. Um, It is sweet potatoes. I put a little bit of regular potatoes, black beans, northern beans. You use like any bean you want, really. Um, Some uh, quinoa, some vegetable broth. Um, What else? I put a sliced up or like chunked, diced, chunked, whatever. Chunks, dice, whatever you want to do, of red pepper, um, uh, onion diced up, and then I put like chili powder, um, cumin, uh, paprika, and then when you put sweet potato in a chili, I always recommend putting a little bit of cinnamon in there. Um, it makes it really pop. Ooh. And then, yeah, so I, then I added a little bit more water just because the quinoa really like soaks up the water and I put that in my insta pot but you could put it in like you know just on the stove I've made it on the stove before but that's really good um and then side dishes um you could always do like an apple caramel apple bar um it is a little hard to find uh dairy free caramel though you can make some like out of dates that's pretty easy but uh yeah I, I just do like sliced up apples and then you kind of like make nachos pretty much with your apple slices you have like a bunch of like different little toppings that you like throw on there with caramel and stuff it's pretty yummy um some other sides would be like energy balls are always great you know you can make like chocolate ones you can make like chocolate mint ones um what else I like to do banana bread. I can even send you a banana bread recipe. Ooh, That's I, pretty good. I have a pretty good banana bread recipe um, that I like. Subs- um, okay. I like. You know what I like to do that really elevates my banana bread? I like to put diced up peanut butter cups into Ooh. my banana <gasps> bread. And I get the ones yes. from Trader Joe's, the dark chocolate ones. Yeah. Mwah. Chef kiss. <sighs> that sounds amazing. But... I guess you just have to be careful that people don't have dairy. And if you don't want to do eggs, you could just do like a flax seed egg. That works pretty well. I'm lucky but, yeah. I'm lucky in that my vegetarian friend, she's a very chill vegetarian. So if there's like okay. a dairy, if there's like an animal byproduct, like she won't eat meat or okay. like a direct animal like flesh. But she, if some there's an animal by, byproduct mixed into something, she'll still eat it. Um, my other friend though, she does have like dietary issues, issues, like her body will reject, Reject it will reject the, the cow juice. Um, okay. I, uh, I would like to hear, um, about your marathon. Oh yeah. I did do that this weekend. Yeah. I'm very Um, proud of you. That's, that's your first marathon that you've ever run. 
Yeah, I could. Yeah, it is. Um, I could like walk you through. Yes. the twenty six point two miles. So those yeah. who so don't know, start off. Tell me what was 2. the what was the um what was the theme of the marathon? Was there a theme besides it's a marathon? You know how like there's like yeah. the pumpkin run or the color run. Not. I mean, the theme of this one is it's an international one. So we are starting Detroit, and then we go across the Ambassador Bridge to. Um, Windsor. Yeah. Yep. Uh, run a couple miles there and then back through the tunnel. Um, so like international, like that's like their theme, I guess. Every, you know, it's kind of cool. That's an international marathon. Bridging um, the diverse gap between, yes, between... <laughs> Detroit yeah. and Windsor. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. There's so many Canadians over here, which is awesome. But, um, and yeah, it was fun. Like, we, Kyle and I started out together. Kyle and my husband, um, we started together. We were really excited. We kind of knew that we probably wouldn't run with each other, but we ran the first few miles together. Um, we, I lost them, I think, when we were going off of the bridge. So when we started, it was like 7 a.m. It was really dark. So um, the, the streets were like light, lit, lit up and everything. Um, but tons and tons of people. We were in Corral B, which I was a little nervous about. Like, that's where all the fast people are, but I guess it was a place for us to be. You're fast. Um, how how quickly does it, how long does it take you to run a mile? Uh, it depends on how hard I'm going. I could do, like, six, sub six minute mile. Um, it just depends on how hard, or, like, how many miles. If I did a one mile and that was it, I could maybe do, like, five thirty six minute holy cow maybe when i was in like the best shape of my life like my early 20s the fastest mile i could run was like 11 minutes that's good though i just like for me (laughs) like it took me a long time to get here so i just a lot of practice a lot of running a lot of running um that's oh we ran we went over the bridge that was really cool the sun wasn't up yet so it was pretty dark still and we were like they they blocked off half the bridge so there's still traffic on the one side still going back and forth big trucks and then we ran the other side um a lot of canadians in canada obviously that was kind of fun um the tunnel was a little weird because it was just they had the tunnel completely blocked off for the runners so it was empty and the first part I was like going in like okay this is actually isn't too bad like there's kind of a little breeze doesn't really smell you know because everyone warned me it was gonna smell and then like the second half it was so like there was no airflow and you're like just get me out of here this is so (laughs) gross (laughs) so that was a little miserable towards the end of the tunnel but um yeah I mean the rest of the race was pretty good I have to imagine that like everybody just because it was a tunnel just like it was just a bunch of people going oh yeah yeah, pretty much. And like the stomping of feet and then just, like a yeah. truck rumbling past you, like 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 triggering your fight or flight response. Yeah, luckily there was no cars in there, but it was still like weird because you kind of expected a car to come and it was just like, it was kind of eerie. Um, and then I'm trying to think, ran a lot, ran a lot. The last four miles were kind of painful. I got like a side stitch. Oh, no. And there was a sweet guy that was like, you know, keep on running with me. And he was, we were running together for a while. Um, but the last like four miles, I'm like, no, dude, my like side is going to like fall off. I don't know what's going on. Like my hip started hurting. And then my like side stitch, like right ab, I don't know what <laughs> what it was exactly, <laughs> like started like hurting. Um, I just need to do more core. Um and yeah I just like muscled through those last few miles and crossed the finish line it was fun though I mean 
The crowds are awesome. I high-fived a lot of people. I tried to make the most of it just because, you know, people always said, have fun. You know, um, I listened to a podcast about a girl, you know, going to po- uh, going to Boston and everything and talking about running. So that was kind of motivational. Well, give, give a shout out. What What's the podcast called? Um, yeah, so it's called Alley on the Run. Um, it's an awesome podcast. I listened to that one and I also listened to Lindsay Hine. Um, I'll have another. So if you need some good running podcasts and also rambling um, runner, he has a really good one too. So those are like my top three that I, oh, and Work, Play, Love. That's another really good one. So those are like my top um, podcasts I listen to. So shout out if you guys need any good runner life um, uh, podcast, go take a listen. Um, and then got a huge medal. The medal like weighs like half a pound. I don't know. It's huge. It's almost like, as big as you. <laughs> it's really big. It's like really like it's almost like an inch thick. Not really. Okay. It's like... Thick. Yeah, it's just really big. Um, and then we went and got massages, and was that was that well, pre-planned or was that like you looked at each other, you crossed the line, and you were like, "Babe, I need somebody to touch me yeah, hard right now." <laughs> I need uh, no, some, so I need the gentle caress of somebody <laughs> to just m- malleate my muscles, please. The company that I work for has a VIP room close to the start and finish line at the race so we got tickets to go in there and we got to keep all our gear there they had food there um and at the end of the race they had um people giving out massages so we went and got massages there it was part of the package it was kind of nice then my oh then we went home and later that night my sister who watched the kids is um, a massage therapist and she brought her table and massages as well does she have wonderful. a business yet that we can... not yet okay so I would, yeah i would do a shout no. out but not yet she's still like finishing up school so um technically if we but... shouted her out right now then she'd just be a woman who touches yeah. you yeah it'd be yeah she's hoping to like go to people's houses i think though so if you ever need like an in-home massage i always you know, i've had knots in my shoulders ever since the third grade yeah, I, like, carry all my stress in my shoulders. I have, like, yeah, it's really bad. I wish I had, like, I wish I carried my stress in my butt, and then I just have, like, a rock-hard butt. <laughs> I know, because, like, for me, it's, like, it's there. It's, like, I just need it to be clenched. toner. Yeah. Like, I definitely have a butt. It just needs to be a little firmer. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, so it was a good race. It was and, a good day. And the fingernails, I, I was commenting on oh. your fingernails earlier, audience. You can't, you can't see her fingernails, but they're very, um, could you describe your color, your lacquer? They, they are actually like a navy blue. They're very dark, have a little bit of a shine to them. I am a very low maintenance girl, um, very lazy. So these are actually stick on nail polish <laughs> i don't wear makeup hardly wear nail polish lazy that's just practical yeah i just i just don't have time yeah i don't wear makeup hardly wear nail polish but um my friend sells color street nails we are not sponsored but these things are amazing sponsor and us. they have uh, yeah sponsor us um but she <laughs> yeah so she sells them and there's ones that are like i almost it was between these ones and a tie-dye one Ooh. and i was like well I was wearing – it just wasn't going to go with my outfit, you know, mm-hmm. so the tie-dye wasn't, so I went with a solid color. But, yeah, I really like these. They stand for a long time. And 
when you have messed up runner toes like I do where your nails aren't always there Ooh. on your toes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, they stick great on weird shaped toenails. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, oh, what that's do you another do thing. about runner's toenails? Oh, my gosh. Okay, Kai, do you want me to share something really gross? Yes, please. All the Runner time. Related. All the day, okay. every day. So, oh, my gosh. I always get blisters on my second toe. Like, you know, big toe and there's a toe right next to it. I always get really big blisters on that one. On no matter right what I do. Foot? Both. Usually both. Oof. Mainly my right, but both. Um, and I knew they were going to be bad. They were hurting by the end of the race. I knew they were going to be bad. And... We got back to our bags and everything, and we're sitting, taking off our shoes, and I took off my sock, and I, like, oh my gosh, it, I was scared. They were, I had, like, the biggest blisters I've ever seen on my toes. Like, they were as big as my toe. Oh my gosh. And one was, like, a blood blister, so it looked horrible. Uh, we will and, upload those pictures later yeah, to the internet. We'll put it in the, yeah. We'll put it in the, in the blog, in the yeah, well, adjacent blog with my Instagram that or the Instagram that I will eventually set up can, <laughs> will be our first post to our Instagram. Yeah, it's just gnarly blood blisters. Oh, they look so Gretchen's bad. Uh, so my toes are all taped up now. But yep. So do your kids ever uh, astute young children that are close to your feet? Do they ever comment on mommy's nasty toes? Um, Azra will will like ask me about my toes. I'm like, mom, how are your, how are your toes? How are your toes doing? <laughs> but the first day sweet. back, like Monday, I was like, don't get near me. Don't touch me. <laughs> who, did, oh. who did Azariah and Eliana stay with? While My sister. Right? Oh, yeah. Annie. So, she okay. stayed up here. Yep. Yeah. So they had a blast. They were really sad. Azariah was really sad when he left. they left because he was having a buddy to play with so when I was little my mom always told me that when I was left with like a relative or somebody else I would freak out and cry and be really sad about being separated do Azariah and Eliana go through the same thing or they're just like okay bye um they're very opposite which I remember doing that at your house Haley I remember doing that all the time anyway um Azariah is like Sia like he doesn't really care um, but Eliana is definitely more attached for sure. She takes a little bit to warm up to the people that she's with and I have to kind of like sneak out all the time, uh, during things, especially like at daycare and stuff. I kind of have to sneak out. She's getting better, but the first like couple weeks were really rough. But as Araya, like I dropped off, she's like, see you mom. Like, you know, didn't even say, give me a hug. Just kind of waved. <laughs> <laughs> so he's very independent and she is too, but definitely more. I don't know. She's younger, so I don't know if that plays a role. But Ezra has always been kind of his own, his own thing, very independent. So, yeah, okay. we haven't done any like sleep big sleepovers or anything yet. So oh, we'll see no. how that I mean, goes. he's like three. Like, yeah, I, I'm sure the trip you took to Italy this past summer, like That's that was true. A, that was a big enough sleepover for him, and that was just that we did gram- that, yeah. grandma's house. Grandma. Yeah. So I think once they're like in a setting and they don't see us, like they're good. I think if they have the option of, you know, us or somebody else, you know, they always choose us, which I guess is good. But, yeah. So, yeah. But how was how was your week since we talked last? Um, pretty good. My life has been very intense with lots of work. So I'll tell yeah. you about, like, literally the last couple of hours have been the most intense. Um 
I, today's my, it's, it's a Tuesday. No. Is it Wednesday or Tuesday? It's Wednesday. I can't keep track when you work overnights and I start one day and end the next one. But, um, there have been days where I'll, I'll come into work and I'm like, happy this day. And my coworkers are like, it's not that day anymore. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) um, but, uh, today's my Friday. So it's like starting right now is like, this is my Friday night, technically, even though it is early Wednesday morning. Um, And I have been, like, trying to psych myself out for the longest time. So I work at uh, Universal Studios Hollywood, um, which is the theme park that's in Los Angeles. And uh, I work overnights in their bakery. Um, so come, you know, break break onto the studio and, like, just, like, come visit me, I guess, if you really want to. And uh, I've been trying to psych myself out up to stay and like stay after my shift and go into the park and paint uh the Hogwarts castle and uh, I, I told a few co-workers about my plan and they're like oh that's so cool that's awesome and then I told one of he's not like um he's not my direct boss but uh he's he's one of the bosses like you've worked in kitchens before like sometimes there's more than like one head chef and um, he was a different chef and he was just like, I don't know, you might get in trouble, like X, Y, Z, like don't get fired. And I was like, it kind of like spooked me. And I was just like sitting there ruminating and being like, oh, what do I do? And then I saw a few of my coworkers again. They're like, nah, just go do it. And I was just like, yeah. Um, so I went and it was very, my, it's very fun walking through a theme park when there's nobody there um I think I read this like internet post one time talking about liminal spaces and essentially a liminal space is a space that is it serves a function so like a park serves serves a function as a space and an airport serves a function and when you remove human beings from that space and it is empty it feels strange because the space is not being used as how it's supposed to be intended so you go to a theme parks which is like normally so bustling and like packed just like shoulder to shoulder especially have you ever gone down to like orlando to like walt disney world and those places i have not i know um that's okay you've been to cedar point right yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good mid Midwesterner no, has always mm-hmm. been to Cedar Point, and also Michigan. Remember, um, <laughs> uh, Michigan Adventure. To clarify, yeah. the best theme park in the world. Um, uh, well, like especially the theme parks in Los Angeles, um, uh, Disneyland, and Universal Studios Hollywood, and Knott's Berry Farm, because there is. It's not like. Orlando where there's like a bunch of swamp land they can keep building places on like it's really contained everything's surrounded by sitting like Anaheim has encompassed around Disneyland and um, Universal Studios Hollywood is like surrounded by Hollywood like they can't build outward anymore Mm. to build outward like right now Universal Studios Hollywood is tearing down parts of the actual studio where they film the movies on because they're building a um they're building a super mario land there um and so the and the studio is like yeah we'll go film a movie someplace else you can here take you can tear this lot down and build a super mario theme park there 
Um, but uh, backtracking, uh, I I like and I like going through Harry Potter world when it's very empty because it just looks very picturesque and very nice and very pretty. Um, I hope I uh, I hope you can come visit me and we'll go to Harry Potter World. Although no, I that's the one place I would like really like to go. Um, Kylie says because that's in Universal, right? Yes. Okay, so, so I think he would go to Universal. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, Warner Brothers owns Harry Potter. Um, so they're a rival. They're a different uh, company from uh, Universal. And hmm. what Universal does is they rent the intellectual property from Warner Brothers. They pay Warner Brothers a fee to use that property and people come visit and they spend money on merchandise. And that's how that works. Same with like the Simpsons. Like there's a Simpsons world in Universal, but Simpsons is owned by Fox and Disney just purchased Fox. So right now, right now Universal is paying Disney for that property, Um, uh, which is a nightmare in Disney needs to stop buying things. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. If they, wow. I, somebody was telling me, if they buy like one more property, they become a no- monopoly, and the government has to step in and just uh, be like, "Hey, can you stop? <laughs> can you stop buying things?" <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I had no idea that that was like that makes sense it's, that they have to like rent from each other. But I had no idea. Yeah, yeah no, no, it's idea. it's completely wild. Like. Like, Hollywood is just, like, three kids in a trench coat. Like, there's really, Mm. it's much less magical. It's simultaneously more complicated. It's much more, living here, it's, like, it's, it's really does come down to the bottom dollar. And there's, like, Mm. there's geopolitics, and it's, like, it's very strange and very complicated. I want to finish my story, but, like, remind me to tell you about Mulan later, okay? Okay, Um, okay. Uh, so I, I go to the Hogwarts castle and I'm like setting up my little easel and I'm a little nervous cause I'm just like, what if, you know, my boss is right. And like somebody comes up to me, it's just like, let me see your ID. You need to leave. Um, but luckily that wasn't the case and I just started painting and a couple people did come up, but mostly they were just like, oh wow, that's so cool. You're painting. Like, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, other people are like, oh, we have an art show every year that the tech team just started. Like, you should join it. And, um, you know, it's company-wide. And, uh, and this is, like, early in the morning, right? It's this not, like, is, in the middle. Yeah, this is, this is, so sunrise here was at 7 a.m., and I started setting up around 6.20. Okay, so maybe, it's, not like in the, it's not, like, midnight or, like, 2 a.m. It's, like, No, it was not know. the middle of the night. I probably wouldn't yeah. have painted in the middle of the night and the castle the castle they light the castle at night oh, cool. so it is like lit with like floodlights but it's not um it wouldn't be fun to paint It'd be too dark um, yeah. okay. but it, it was funny I started painting and maybe five minutes in you know I'm like I'm like laying down like the the color of the background and of the foreground where the castle is and the lights get switched. So it goes from the castle is lit with floodlights and the sun is starting to rise. And there's, I hear a click and suddenly like it goes dark around me. Like the floodlights are off. And the floodlights were like also like there was enough light that I could see what I was sketching and what I was painting. And suddenly I couldn't. And suddenly it was still, I thought it made for a much better composition where there was light from behind. And it was a very beautiful like periwinkle 
the the sunrises and sunsets are very different compared. I don't know if it's the humidity or the pollution or something. Um, Michigan, you know, the I the sunsets are very vibrant and like just absolute tie dye and a very beautiful gradient. Los Angeles, it's a much more subtle gradient and goes from a very like pale orange to a very light blue, and it's not very mm-hmm. quite as dramatic as I remember Midwestern sunsets and sunrises being. Um, but it was just a very lovely periwinkle. And then when the lights switched off, the castle, the Hogwarts went from kind of the, the floodlights have different light effects and like cast different, they put gels over them so that it lights the castle up different colors. And like, there were like, it was a lot of cool tones. It was like a lot of silvers and greens and it went immediately to kind of a russet brown and it had, um, there were floodlights from other parts of the park kind of casting more of a reddish tone to it. I was like, ooh, I gotta replay my color scheme. And one of the tech guys, like, came over to me. He was looking, and big surprise, he's, like, he's a tech guy who's in charge of, like, fixing little, like, production elements of the park. But he's just like, oh, yeah, I have a, like, visual effects background. Um, and I tried to work. Like, literally everybody you meet is just like, yeah, I'm trying to work in the entertainment industry and do this other thing instead. Um, uh, and, but he was like, oh yeah, I'll, uh, your, your stuff, your, this looks really cool. Like I was just admiring your painting and like we would talk cause he's a professional painter. He showed me some of his work and we were just talking like, he's like, well, maybe if you tried it this way, I was like, oh yeah, come back, walk past me later, give me a critique. And that was like a bunch of people like came by and they were like, oh, you should try this. And I was like, are y'all y'all artists? And they're like, yes. Um, oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, all these, hmm. well, there's just like a glut of artists here in LA and everybody like, like you're, you're everybody working every job is a screenwriter or a painter or an actor or an actress. Like the, I meet very few people who didn't come here from someplace else. Um, uh, I will, I guess the kitchen I work in is like the first place where I've met people who like everybody around me because it is a much more (laughs) professional environment. Um, most of the people there are like, oh yeah, I went to culinary school and this is, this is my big boy job or my big girl job. And I'm like, really? Um, and I was like, oh, this is just a hobby for me, but okay. <laughs> um, uh, but I finished, yeah, I finished my painting and didn't get in trouble. And a bunch of people were like, yeah, you should keep doing this. And, uh, and so I'm just like, now I was like, what if I, cause like I finished the painting. I wanted it to be fast. I just wanted it to be plain air. And of course, I wanted to talk with you too. Um, so I spent maybe like thirty minutes on it, um, and then I was done. And I went home, and I was like walking past all these people with like a wet oil painting in my hand. I was getting oil paint everywhere. I was more afraid of that, I think, at the end, because oil paint takes like days to dry, and I'm just like, ooh. Um, so that was that was really cool, though. I really enjoyed that. Um, what if you started like a series of like Disney in the morning or Disney sunrise or something? I mean, I do different things. I'm not at Disneyland, so it'd have to oh, be Universal. I mean, but not Disney, be Universal. I'd yeah. love, I'd love to work at Disneyland. <gasps> Disneyland though is like Anaheim without traffic is about 45 minutes away from me. Mm, With traffic yeah. would be two hours. 
Okay. Um, so probably not going to work at Disneyland anytime soon. And if they did, they'd have to offer me a very good paycheck, considering like half of it would be going to gas. Yeah. Money. Oh gosh. Yeah. Gas is almost at five dollars here in LA. Oh my gosh! It, I remember when it was. Remember you were living over here still when it was like it was very high near that, and everyone that. was going crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But no, it's definitely not. It's like not even three here. I think it's like two. I think maybe two seventy. The most right now. Um. Yeah, it's not too bad. But when you said like everyone there is um, artists, it kind of reminds me of over here. Everyone's like engineers <laughs> of some sort or associated with cars of some sort over here. I feel like, oh yeah. But um, man, that's really cool though. That's cool that they. I would be surprised if you got in trouble though. Like you're just painting not that I mean that's just yeah. painting but it's like it's harmless as far as yeah that was like not, I think you know I think my boss like I'm not trying to make him seem like a bad guy like he really was just watching out for me and like when I told him I was yeah. painting, I was in um I was in my bakery uniform and Universal gives out uniforms to all their um employees um unless if they're like doing interior like administrative work um and Harry Potter has, they have a culinary team, um, and they get their own unique culinary, like, uh, cooking uniforms, um, that's different from the rest of the culinary team in the park, because, um, they want the Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter to be its own unique universe, and I would not be allowed, when the park is open, I'm not allowed to set foot in Harry Potter World because it breaks the illusion that it's its own separate universe. Um, so I think he was just concerned that, like I said, you know, it's 530 in the morning. And I say, I'm going to go paint. And he's like, you, you can't paint in that uniform. I was like, I'm not going to go to Harry Potter World in the uniform. Don't worry. I'm going to yeah. put on my civilian clothes. That um, makes sense. I didn't think of that. But yeah, they're very strict then, about, yeah. Um, and I, and you also like in order to enter the park, there's a gate, there's a gate that, uh, employees can go through to get into the park, but it's only to be used when you're like clocking into work inside the park. If you use it to go inside the park, to just go having fun in the park, as opposed to like the, the, uh, general audience entrance, then you'll, that's grounds for getting fired. Wow. Because um, it's supposed to, I think it's like a liability thing. Like if you, if you get hurt or also it's, um, you know, it's like, it's just fair. Like you yeah. can't just I mean, yeah, that sneak makes in the park. Um, I feel like hotels I used to work at like had kind of similar things. Um, not that extreme, but yeah, we had like certain doors we could only, like we couldn't come in the front door like a guest would. We'd have to, you know, use the, use the. I want to say servant entrance. The servant's entrance. <laughs> servant's. The servant's quarters. But, yeah. It's all very similar. I hear footsteps in my hallway. Who's there? If you die on camera, you no. you have to record your last words here. Okay. We will know. I heard, no, I heard like a jet, like, will, will all your possessions to me. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. I... I'm trying to think of what what is my most like expensive possession I have. I don't even know. Your car? 
Unless Kyle if it's in that. Kyle's name. <laughs> Um, I don't even know. I would know. imagine you're, I mean. That's not my kids, I should say. Your children probably, like, if you look at the yeah. net cost of what you're spending on your children, they would probably be that your is most true. expensive asset. But not counting children. Like, just an item you own. Do you still have your wedding dress? That was, yeah, I think but... you told me that was, your wedding dress was the most expensive uh, asset Let me in tell your you wedding. how much it do you want me to tell you how much it costs? I want to say, I think I remember you told me it was like $800 of the $2,000 you spent on your wedding. It was one seventy-five. dollars What? I could have sworn <laughs> you said it was like the most no, expensive actually, thing at your I wedding. I think the food, like the food we spent, I think, I remember going to Sam's Club. Sorry, I'm trying not to move too much. Uh, and we went to Sam's Club and... Um, we spent like 400 on food and then we had a pig roast and our friends, so growing up in a small town with farmers, we had one friend who gave us a pig to roast and another friend who has the roaster. So they roasted it for us. Oh, that's sweet. So yeah, we cut a lot of costs that way. So yeah, my dress definitely was not expensive and I wore running shoes at my wedding. So I didn't get it. I, I love that though. I was recently, I was a bridesmaid in two weddings this year. And yeah. the first wedding I was in, and both the women were named Amanda. Um, the first wedding I was in, uh, I, I didn't, I really didn't want to spend the money on dress shoes that I would never wear. Yeah. And so I texted her a picture of like, just like these little Ked Converse that were like, they were like a soft powdery pink and they had embroidered flowers on them. Now I was like, can I please wear these to your wedding? She was like, sure, that's a great idea. I want to do that. And I was just like, and I told everybody like at that wedding, I was just like, my cousin wore running shoes because if she's going to spend the money on shoes, might as well get something practical. And I, and that she's going to use all the time. Yeah. I still use them to this day. I just ran in a race because they're trail shoes. We run a trail race every year and I actually wear them at that race like, pretty much it but it's fun um but like we went to Italy in August and it was like a black tie wedding it was like super fancy which I got all my dresses including my shoes off of Amazon nice (laughs) so I think my dresses were like 20 bucks and my (laughs) shoes were like 15 which I'm like even thinking like I'm never gonna wear these shoes again I got horrible blisters from them I couldn't like walk for a day because the blisters hurt so bad I'm like this is so stupid (laughs) Like, how do women do this? And I I have these cute little fall boots. Cute little fall boots that I wear. Okay, I don't wear. I try to wear. I put them on, and I end up switching into my Toms, like, all the time. I just wear my flat, you know, Toms. I just don't like heels. And I'm barely five foot, so, like, I should wear, you know, something with a little bit more height. But I'm just horrible. Don't wear makeup. Don't wear heels. I, I think... Can't. That that makeup and heels is not what maketh a woman, Gretchen. No, but I mean you should see some of the women around here. But no, I I'm not. You should I, see I, some I think of I'm the more... women. Are you, do you know who you're talking oh. to? <laughs> That's true. I... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I, I I I must say I'm like more proud though of how I dress. Okay, I, I I'm proud of you I for being proud of. It's gonna be a lot. I gotta you get dress. But also, please come visit me. Like, when I first arrived here, like, the standards for beauty here were noticeable. 
I see, yeah. I see people, I saw a woman at the grocery store and I like stopped and stared at her because she looked like she was like a face tune come to life. Like she was a plastic surgery nightmare. Like hashtag no shame. If you do get plastic surgery or some sort of augmentation for either like a physical benefit or like self-esteem benefit, like that's fine. But this woman didn't look like a real human person. Yeah, she looks like those... a goo-goo doll. Like... Where I work in Birmingham, that's, oh my gosh, that is, yeah, that is where those people live. Oh my goodness, it's so funny. Like, it's like a mini, it's like a mini wannabe Hollywood or New York or, you know, oh my goodness, these people are like, I don't know. There's like this, this feeling of these people think that they're so much better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you just need you just need to relax for a little bit, like, you know, just let's bring you down a level. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm very surprised at how mellow people here are. Yeah. Um, like, you, you know, I I did expect people to kind of have their nose stuck up in the air, mm-hmm. um, here in LA, but I've been very pleasantly surprised. Like, almost everyone has been overwhelmingly kind um but there is like everybody kind of does have this there's this unspoken acknowledgement of the fact that you know everybody desperately wants to achieve their dreams and you just kind of have to be patient with people who are like you like you know deep down like that other person might be trying to get something out of you like how does our this conversation or our friendship benefit me Um, Yeah, no, we, there's definitely, like, the people who are like that, but majority of it's, like, trust fund babies and all that. (laughs) Like, it's, like, kids walking around, like, these middle school kids walking around, they're Yeezys everywhere, you know. They're kinking, they're cranking, the cracking, the the backpacks with the little red um, insignia. Yeah, by... Fall yanker. We we actually sell them at the store, and I... Can, it's Kankin, Kankin back, backpacks, I think. The, I, it was weird. Yeah. I don't, I sleep during the day, I, but like a few days ago, I had to walk down the street to go to a local cafe for a, you know, to meet with a person, just got the book deal, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> and I, this local school had gotten out and there were just like five middle school girls walking in front of me and they all had the crag kraken backpacks <laughs> and i was just like when did this become a trend and i'm just like what's so special about these backpacks they're literally just very basic canvas backpacks it's weird how things become trendy yeah and you just buy them because everybody else has them i will say re- remember I guess you do still live in the Midwest, but, like, I remember living in the Midwest and seeing, like, like stereotypes of people from L.A. And, you know, you'd watch a TV show and, like, somebody would spill something and be, like, they'd be like, this is designer. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And, but I got, <laughs> and I got here and it's like, I'm not going to become some sort of money-hungry L.A. fool. But then, like, this past summer... I worked like six day overtimes and every single shift I worked like 10 to 12 hours and I like with the some of the overtime money I purchased 
I purchased designer shorter alls. Like I went to this company in LA that's very popular called Big Bud Press, has nothing to do with weed, even though they're called <laughs> Big that. Bud. Yeah. And they just make these very beautiful, delightful clothing. I will say they pay their their seamstresses and seamsters. Is that the masculine? Seam seamsters. Seamers. Seamstress. I don't know. They they idea. pay their their uh tailors. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, that's the word. A living wage and everything there is an American made. Nice. So I can understand like and I bought these sh- shorter rolls on sale and they were still like a hundred dollars. Like mm-hmm. they they were designer and they were expensive, but I was just like I'm becoming the thing I said I wasn't gonna become. <laughs> yeah. But no, I I mean, even at our store, because we sell more boutique type, like, athletic gear, and we have a couple, like, more designer brands, and I'm like, I, yeah, I'm like, there's no way I'm ever going to wear those, like, pants. Like, I'm not going to spend that much. I mean, obviously, I wait till they come on sale, but yeah, I do have a few now, and I'm like, I only have to, I can only wear these when <laughs> nice. These are like, my special yeah. time pants yeah, that I are my special make, pants for make them special occasions, forever. And they're just, like, yoga pants, too. So it's like, yeah. And this is, are we allowed but. to say the name of the company you work at or not? Oh, yeah, sure. Giselle. I mean, there's, there's multiple of them. Giselle. No, it's Giselle Sports. So we're a run specialty store. I remember so. going to the Giselle Sports um, that's in Grand Rapids. And I remember yeah. seeing some of the clothes there that were designer and were like $200. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is so beautiful. It is wild, like, the older I get, I used to not care about, like, the quality of clothes and, like, just being, like, going to Target or TJ Maxx and be like, oh, boy, $5, and this is the coolest shirt. And now that I'm older, it's, like, the the dichotomy of I'm willing to pay good money to buy a nice article of clothing. Yeah, I'm much more that way now. This cheap piece of clothing that's going to fall to pieces is very cute and I also want it and I'm I have reached a dilemma so I shop a lot at um Plato's Closet I don't know if I don't think do you guys even have those over there I don't know if it's just like a midwest thing let me tell you about some of the vintage shops here because even some of the vintage shops are designer they only I went to a couple when we were visiting Kyle's family I was like oh vintage like used clothing let's go and I tried to bring some there and they're you know, I brought in, like, a bag of, like, Massimo clothing that's, like, from Target, yeah. that Target brand. And they were just like, um, yeah, uh, we don't <laughs> accept this. You might want to try, like, taking it to, uh, like, a Goodwill. And I'm oh like, my gosh. okay, I mean, no <laughs> need to shame me. Um, but it's like, you know, I don't want to buy used designer clothing yeah. that was, like, worn by, like, Kirsten Dunst and right <laughs> has her like stinky body on it and I'm not gonna pay $50 for <sighs> Bette Midler's underwear like no I'm not doing it I think it. I spent the most I've ever spent on jeans this year and it was like $30 wow I I yeah. mean I I thought I was doing something really clever. Me and my new roommate, we went to a Halloween party that was a sale party that was at this store near me in Burbank called Unique Vintage. And we didn't buy anything. And we both got entered into a raffle. She won. 
even though she had no interest in the clothing there because it was all like vintagey looking dresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. She doesn't wear dresses. And, um, but she used, she gave me the gift card and we went back and I got a free dress, which was awesome. But then I spent almost, it, it was like the last, the last dress, um, in the print that I wanted, but it was a size too big. So mm-hmm. I spent almost as much in to get it tailored. And yeah. I was just like, Ugh. um, but now I have a dress that fits me much better, which is nice. Yeah. And you'll probably wear it a lot too, which yeah. that's so nice to have dresses. I have like the hardest time finding dresses. I can never find them the right length or anything, but Amazon I, had the stretchy ones. I that think worked. that's probably like the mo a big noticeable difference in LA is that like growing up, I think I only ever got like my prom dress t- tailored. That was the only thing yeah. I got tailored. But people are so appearance conscious here mm-hmm. that almost everybody I know is like they'll buy something off a shelf or they'll either have it custom made or they have it taken to a tailor to get it adjusted yeah. um, to fit them better. I noticed that more over here as well, especially where I work, just because it's yeah, like I said, it's like a mini wannabe alley. But I do know it's over there. But, like, where we grew up, like, no way. Like, I don't think anyone, like... And if anybody's going to... Your mom could easily tailor your things. Yeah, say my mom would sew it, you know, take it to a neighbor. You roll it. Just take a pair of scissors to it. Just you know. cuff it. Yeah. That's a, that's my... That was my... Patch it. My mom would just be like... Haley, cuff your pant legs or I she still would have always to cuff them. I still like cuff I'm mine. sure you dealt with this problem even more than I did, but um because my body is terribly proportioned and I have a very long torso and short legs. I have short legs but a big butt. So pants just never fit me and we would have to get a larger size pant, but then the legs would be really long and just every winter I would just destroy my pants because like they'd yeah. get, they'd go under my shoe, the pant leg would, and I just like, just completely lacerate them. Is there like the whole heel of it, or, like on the back where your heel would go, yeah. there's like a, a horseshoe, like, I don't know, like a U shape, like yeah. totally taken out. That's how mine were. And... But no, I have a very short torso and a little bit longer legs which, but I'm still under five foot, so it's <laughs> not much, but yeah, it was very hard finding pants. Mm-hmm. Ooh, speaking of clothing and changing the subject a little bit. Okay, I'm trying to think of a Halloween costume okay. for myself, and I know this is a very pressing, we're already like really far into this conversation, do we <laughs> want to go on? Because <laughs> I feel like let's, this could go let's, farther. We'll, we'll let this be the, 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 the final piece de resistance because I am falling asleep. Same. I got to get my kids to bed or to nap. So, okay. So I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for Halloween. Kyle and I usually don't dress up, but I'm like, I really want to kind of dress up this year, but I also don't want to go all out. Like I'm trying to think of a character I could be with just like my own clothing. Like who, what, like... Kiga, my sister's gonna be a Marie Kondo. Um, I know, is that cute? That's and cute. then we've been watching a lot of the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I was like, oh, maybe I could see uh, my other sister. I have three sisters. Um, I could steal one of her little vintage dress and be Mrs. Maisel, but I don't know yet. I'm trying to figure out of like so a character. I I have of late because. I'm a poor LA artist. 
um, all of my costumes of late for any significant thing or another, um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy the pieces this costume and they will serve a double purpose that I can wear these clothes in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so a costume that I bought last year that it wasn't really a costume. It was just like, this could double as just like a normal outfit and it'll be fine. Um, I got a white collared shirt and a yellow sweater. I bought it from the men's section because I wanted the cut to be like that. And then I bought a pair of blue jeans and then I put up my hair into twin buns and I was Arthur. Um, (gasps) and it was the thing about costumes the you're especially like if you're going to go like as inexpensive as possible is you want it to be recognizable because it's always frustrating when you're at a Halloween party and people are like oh you're that and you're like no I'm this and yeah and that's what I'm trying to figure out like what's a a, a character so or something that I have think, that just like not gonna lie oh. I think Kyle looks a lot like Arthur I think that would be a very <laughs> cute totally costume could. and you could be you could be Muffy you could be Dora Winifred DW his little sister you just would yeah. need like a little oh my gosh jumper and a white shirt and I have bangs right now uh-huh you do yeah um I, I'm wearing a hat right now so you I can't think, tell yeah but. um you could be Francine which I think she just mm-hmm. wears blue jeans and a red sweater um that'd be good so mm. that would be because yeah, Kyle doesn't like to be like too noticeable, but like if he yeah. is something subtle like that, so you and, know, you know. And the nice things about those costumes is you can repurpose the pieces if you yeah. really wanted to go the because Kyle has short hair. Like you could go the ten yards and make like use cardboard to make in a headband to make little ears for him. True. Um. Uh. Other you could do SpongeBob. Um. And oh, you yeah. just would need a white collared shirt and a red tie and a pair of khaki shorts um and maybe a jellyfish net um that would be an easy costume um uh i'm trying to think of like other like show i like doing like the show yeah characters from a show like that um i saw some one of my friends you see a lot of creativity in like animation stuff but i saw a friend was like the haunted grocery list from from the weirman jensen he was number one (laughs) that episode of spongebob um uh you could be I'll have to brainstorm. Maybe next week I'll we'll check back in and I'll be like, do a check. I I know. Or if anyone has suggestions of Halloween costumes, and I will post the episodes before the end of the week. Um, Okay. uh, I need to create our Instagram too. Yeah, I know. For my Halloween costume, I'm just going as like generally spooky. Like the the dress that I mentioned that I bought that I got tailored. I'm like, nope, this is it. Spent too much money already. This is my costume, and it's just like the print itself is like pumpkins and. Like oh, cool. owls and cauldrons bubbling, so it's just I'm just Halloween aesthetic. I want to see it. You guys send me a picture. That, looks, I I, that sounds really I cute. Can, we can end our conversation. I'll show it to you. Okay. All right. Okay. So the, this has been Sam and Spinster, and we hope Sam you join us again next week for more fun conversations and yeah. send in some questions for us. What yeah. advice do you questions, need? Questions, topics, things you want us to talk about. We can do that. Yes. So. All right. All right. Send, what's what's our send-off again? Is it still the same thing? <laughs> Was it ta-ta for now? Yeah.
Tits, Ta-ta for now. tits up for now. Tits up for now. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.